it's something that's been in the back of my mind for a while. And, you know, when I toss something in the trash, uh, like one of those items I mentioned a moment ago, you know, a bottle or plastic container or, or whatever, uh, there's always a little bit of a kind of a, I don't know, a, a guilt factor associated with that, uh, that has always kind of been there. And I'm like, yeah, I want to, you know, I probably shouldn't do that. I, there's, there's a better way to handle this. And so you're, you're prompting, uh, and question to me, you know, a month or so ago was, was what, what got it started. Welcome to the Leadership in the Environment podcast. This is Joshua Spodek. We bring you leaders acting on their environmental values because too many people told me, I want to act, but if others don't, then what I do won't matter. We're here to make it obvious that you're not alone. You're part of a global community, a majority. Also, too many people told me, doing small things doesn't make enough of a difference and big things take too much work. Action matters more than the size you start with. You'll hear how action motivates guests from small things to doing big things. You won't find guilt, blame, doom, gloom, or telling people what to do. You will find leading without relying on authority, which brings what I found missing from acting on environmental values. Joy, discovery, growth, community, meaning, purpose, value, sharing. With global demand for environmental action, I bet you'll see that acting on your values doesn't distract from your life and career. Following these leaders' footsteps and beyond enjoying the environment, I bet you'll see promotions, raises, more loyalty and trust in your relationships, and more. Jeff is pretty calm, but you'll hear in this conversation his interest to do something environmental turn into a serious leadership project. Now, he chooses to work with his community, with his neighborhood. You could work with your company where you work. You could start a new project. It can be with your family. It can be with your friends. If you want to lead, and I don't just mean running the show in some guy in a suit in the corner office way, but if you want people to defer judgment to you, if you want people to listen to you, if you want people to trust you, you're going to go through similar transitions is what he talks about here. You're going to hear how simple choices on acting on your values can affect entire neighborhoods, or in your case, it may be companies or your relationship with your family, things like that. You're going to hear how you could create a project, which could be a business, could be something different, around living by your environmental values. While you're listening to it, I recommend thinking for yourself how you can do similar things to improve your relationships, to create projects for yourself. So let's listen to Jeff. Jeff, how are you doing? I am doing very well, sir. Thank you. I'm really curious about, you have taken on a challenge that's beyond what a lot of other people do. And I'm mm. curious how it's gone because most people pick a challenge that only affects them. And maybe on the second time or third time, mm. th they'll expand to where they influence or impact or work with others. And so I'm really curious how yours has gone. And do you mind reminding us what your challenge was? And yeah, yeah, not at all. Um, it was with being more intentional about uh, recycling. That's that's not something that my wife and I have never done, but uh, we certainly don't do it on a regular basis uh, or hadn't. Uh, and part of the excuse for that has um, been we, we've lived in a, a subdivision for 15 years uh, and there is no, you know, pickup service <laughs> like there are in some some neighborhoods. And it's just not convenient uh, uh, necessarily, not that that's you know, a reason not to do it, but uh, it's easy to to not do in part because of that. And so we uh, now our garage now has um, not only a large trash can for collecting the bags that get filled from our kitchen during the course of a week, uh, but also three additional ones uh, similarly sized uh, labeled, uh, let's see, there's glass, there's plastic, and cardboard. Uh, you know, those things that, that are the containers for the, for the products we consume. It's interesting to see now that we've been, you know, separating 
those things out on a on a regular basis these last uh, few weeks. How how quickly that stuff accumulates. This isn't rocket science. I, I realize that, but uh, to 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 actually do it and then and then see how fast that stuff adds up is pretty eye opening. Yeah, uh, I know the so. feeling. Yeah, <laughs> and. And, and the thing is, is here's a couple of things that's uh, that have resulted uh, from that. Yeah, uh-huh. the the there's a couple of trash pickup services that that come to the neighborhood, and those run. They're not expensive, you know, twenty bucks a month or twenty five bucks a month or something like that. Um, and 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 now that we've begun taking our recycling uh, to the nearby what's called convenience center, where they also accept your garbage, we have started just taking that. As well, since we're going anyway and saving the twenty-five bucks a month uh, for that pickup service, my podcast saves you money. <laughs> that's right. So uh, you know, you know, I read a lot, and so that's that's a book a month, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> and saved and saved money there. So the only way that someone around you can recycle is they have to drive all the way there themselves. There's no curbside. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, there's there is for 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 trash, uh, but uh, but not for recyclables. So. I've begun thinking about is there a, is there a business opportunity here that I could uh, that I could tap into or or at least to get the ball rolling for somebody else to uh, to do that or, or is is there a nearby service uh, that needs to expand that you know that already exists that you know with a with a, a petition or a phone call or two could we get them to uh, to include our our subdivision so I'm, I'm beginning to look into uh, things along those lines just to see. You know what would need to happen to get that that ball rolling one way or the other. Are you typically the entrepreneurial type, or is this something out of character for you? Uh, typically the entrepreneurial type. When I uh, when I'm presented with problems or conscious of the problems around me, that's the problem with many of us is we're not even we don't even really think about it. We just you know a problem presents itself and we try to get it solved, but we don't ever think about well maybe other people have that problem too. And maybe we could help a lot of people solve it all at the same time. And so I'm, that's kind of my mindset uh, more so now in the last 10, 15 years of my life than, than before. Uh, but as, as I was going through this, I thought I can't be the only one who <laughs> finds, finds this either inconvenient or would do this more often if it were more convenient. You know, one of the main problems that I find when people start a challenge is – they don't expect certain things to come up. And one of them that comes up is people push back and they may, other people make it difficult. So someone thinks, I'm going to make some change. And then a week later, they're doing the change fine. And then someone else pops in their life, like their mom comes and visits and says, hey, let's have a steak or something like that. And then like, oh, it's all, it all gets messed up. But what seems to work really well is to en- enlist other people on your side to somehow work together. Or in your case, you might start a business for yourself or for someone else, that when you use the other people, when you list them and you, you, you go to them and say, you know, this is something I can't do on my own. I wonder if you could help me. Then it goes the opposite way. And what was a hurdle becomes a, a help. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it makes me want to go to my, you know, uh, HOA and say, you know, how can we come together and, and make this happen for, for this neighborhood and, and other nearby neighborhoods that don't currently have a service like this so that more people who were like me and, and just don't do it out of you know, a lack of convenience or time would would start making making time for this could could we could we survey you know, the, the 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 homeowners and and find out how many would 
raise their hand and say, I'll do that. I'll participate. You know, I'll be one of those who, who, who recycles. And so, so th- those are kind of the, the gears that are turning in my head. As to, as to how to get that, that ball rolling. Yeah, you were talking about talking to your HOA and doing, a, I don't know, a formal survey, mm. but maybe you talk to the, do it informally with your close neighbors. Maybe you offer them to drive their stuff every now and then. Hey, I'll pick up your yeah. garbage. <laughs> yeah. It feels like the sort of thing that before you know it, it would take on a life of its own, <laughs> right. whether you wanted it to or not. And I think <laughs> exactly. people would look at you and be like, Jeff's the guy who made this happen. Yeah, maybe so. I, I, I've kind of thought about that. I guess, you know, what if, what if this is something that just takes off and and if it does and that's great and you know I hand off the reins to somebody else at least it's happening it's it's not necessarily you know it's not like I need another business to run <laughs> necessarily but uh, you know if if that happened I would be open to that too but uh, I, I think at the end of the day the main thing is is to find a way to make that to make sure our neighborhood and nearby neighborhoods that aren't currently getting a service like that can so that more people will will ultimately do this. A lot of people, when I talk to them about what they want to do, or, you know, I ask them, what, what about the environment do they care about? Mm. And then I say, do you want to do something to take up on it? And a lot of them, some of them say, yeah, there's something I've wanted to do because, you know, they've thought about it before the podcast, or maybe even they had it in mind for a long time. A lot of them say, I don't, I don't really know what to do. And some really don't know what to do. Mm. But most of the ones who don't know what to do, after a couple of minutes of kind of talking about it, they say, you know, I have had this thing that I've wanted <laughs> to do for a long time. Mm. And, you know, I think leadership, a big part of leadership is, is finding out what motivations people already have and giving them an opportunity to work on those things, to apply them to the task at hand. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and you're, not, you're not far off at all when it comes to, to, to me. Um, it's, it's something that's been in the back of my mind uh, for a while. And, you know, when I toss something in the trash, uh, like one of those items I mentioned a moment ago, you know, a bottle or plastic container or, or whatever, uh, there's always a little bit of a kind of a, I don't know what the guilt factor associated with that, uh, that has always kind of been there. And I'm like, yeah, I want to, you know, I probably shouldn't do that. I, there's, there's a better way to handle this. And so your, your prompting, uh, and question to me, you know, a month or so ago was, was what, what got it started, obviously. Now, for me, looking back, when I look back at getting packaged food or flying as much as I did before I stopped flying, I look back and it's like, you know, I, was living against my values for a long time. And I knew it. You know, I could have looked up any time to find out how much pollution a flight caused. But mm. I didn't because I knew what the answer was going to be. And I didn't want to find out that answer because then I have to act on it. And so when it, Right. <laughs> I mean, looking back, you could have done this earlier. How do you feel about that? Do you wish you had done it earlier? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And sort of the excuse was, well, why doesn't our neighborhood have one of those pickup services? You know, Someone <laughs> else should do it. Yeah. Why don't, why yeah. doesn't, there should be a law. Why, and, and once there's a law, I'll do it, of course. But until then. Yeah. Someone else is, it should be someone else. That's the opposite of leadership. So it's extra work, but work you're glad you did. Yeah, yeah. Especially when I see, I mean, it's just my wife and I. We don't have kids. Uh, we do have a few dogs running around. But, uh, you know, it's really eye opening when you see just how much of that stuff there is in a given week. Okay, so you're talking about how much you're, how much you're producing. Has that led you to start reusing? You know, it's, it's reduce, reuse, recycle in that order. I don't know if everyone knows that. And, Recycling is nice, but reducing consumption is, you know, ideally you don't produce this stuff in the first place. Has, has it translated yet into let's not get that or, you know, let's avoid mm. acquiring yeah, I, these things? Yeah, I don't know that I've uh, – I can say that I've seen any impact there yet. I think it's probably too early to, to say. Uh, I, I can say that in my mind I haven't thought about that actually uh, as you just laid it out. 
Uh, but so that gives me that gives me some <laughs> some new things to chew on here going forward. There's a few people who have been in, who have interviewed that, you know, they they do a little bit and then they say, now that I've done this, I realize I can do something. Mm-hmm. And then when you think you're powerless, you don't see opportunities that you could act on. And then when you get power, when you're enabled, when you know how to do something, you're like, oh, and I could do that too. And I could do that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, um, it's convicting, I, I think is what it is. <laughs> you're like, gosh, I, uh, how much time have I wasted? <laughs> then there's a mindset shift, which is, I don't want to do that because I don't even want to think about that because it makes me feel guilty. I, you know, other people, their problem, there should be electric planes and then I could fly. Or then when it, it or if there were electric planes, I could fly without polluting, but there aren't. That's not my fault, but <laughs> that's someone else's fault. So it's their, their responsibility for the jet fuel. Mm. And instead getting the mindset shift to, oh, this improves my life. And if I improve my life on a small scale, I don't want to improve on a small scale. I want to improve on a big scale. And you natu- to me, I think it naturally occurs that if you, once you shift from something being like an annoyance or something you don't want to deal with, and the only way you'll do it is by small little things and then you realize oh it doesn't make my life worse it makes my life better mm-hmm. why was i going small i want now i want to go big that's been my experience and i want to share that with others yeah and that's kind of the the i guess the transformation i've gone through from you know inconvenience or annoyance to um oh that wasn't so hard what was that <laughs> was the big deal to now wanting to to spread that uh to to more people yeah and to me that mindset shift on an individual level i think it makes People, it enables people to improve their lives. On a big scale, that is, if I believe that we need systemic change, that we can't, if you just change little elements here and there, you just improve the technology a bit, it'll make things more efficient. But, you know, if we keep on growing, 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 and not changing our beliefs driving the system, then, you know, you can make everything solar, you can make everything renewable, and that'll just make things more comfortable, and we'll just grow more people until now we're out of that again. <laughs> Whereas if we say, if we make that mindset shift, then this is systemic change. It's, it's cha- if we can change at a cultural level, at a social level, the goals that we seek, then that's the key leverage point of a system is the beliefs and the goals driving the system. And switching action from annoyance to opportunity is, I think, one of the major ones. So I'm also curious, did you have any big hurdles? Anything? I mean, were there big challenges? Were there things that you're like, ah, I don't want to deal with this or something like that. Are you enjoying meeting this guest? Are you thinking about what you care about? I recommend making it active. Think about what you could do, not just analyze and plan, not do what others tell you to, but to live by your values. You'll enjoy your results. People will follow you more than you think, and you'll impact more than you expect. Go to joshuaspodek.com slash podcast for examples of what others have done. Uh, I guess... Uh, this is not a big one in the whole scheme of things, I, I don't guess, but, um, you know, the, the couple of times where, uh, yeah, as I said, it's just my wife and I. So, you know, the amount of, of garbage or trash we produce uh, in a given week isn't uh, an enormous amount by any stretch. Uh, but those uh, those offsetting weeks where I had, uh, you know, plastic or cardboard or glass uh, to take, let me just say those uh over a couple of weeks or, or a month, the, the, those glass-filled bags could get kind of heavy. So you got, you got, to, you got to plan for that. 
but to try to load all, all that, that up, you know, uh, I guess was the biggest inconvenience. Uh, thankfully, I do own a pickup truck, so that made it a little easier. But <laughs> but uh, but not nah, that uh, that would that would be as far as uh, I would go in saying it was tough. And that's probably stretching it a bit. <laughs> so, it, it, yeah, it's funny that I get a mix of people. You're you sound like you're more on the. The challenge was actually ended up being a cakewalk side. Some people have mm. much more modest, you know, materially speaking, physically speaking, much more modest things. But mentally, they until they make that shift, it's really hard. Mm. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it has been relatively simple. Uh, like I said, my wife, you know, was immediately on board and, and, and had fun with it, and so um, it was just as simple as announcing, "Hey, let's do this." Okay, you know, and, and, <laughs> off, and off off we went. So. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm curious. Are you interested in going for a, a third episode and, and taking on another personal challenge? No obligation. Oh, uh, sure. Why not? <laughs> I don't know what that would be if you're putting me uh, or asking me to, to to share what that might be now, unless you've already got one for me. <laughs> I feel like you've already mentioned a couple things. I mean, there's okay. there's talking to the HOA. There's uh, here's the things that I heard you say. Talking to the HOA. Mm-hmm. Or one that I said was reducing consumption that you hadn't thought of, and so that's mm-hmm. might be something. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the number. I don't know what steps would go. Oh, there's just talking to the neighbors. Yeah. Uh, and it feels like somewhere down the road, I see your community having a, a truck that picks up compost and garbage. And, <laughs> and so I don't know what I don't I don't know what it would take to get that, but steps along that way. Yeah, yeah, I guess that would be uh, the next challenge is is just seeing how how far I could take that ball down the field. Um, you know, we're we're outside what are considered the city limits uh, of the community we live in. Spring Hill is the town, but we're outside city limits and inside the city, city limits. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, those those are you know services that are offered to communities, but outside city limits, that's uh, seemingly not the case. And so uh, I've got I've got my work cut out for me to determine. Um, how that can uh, that uh, uh, circle can 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 be enlarged and cover <laughs> cover more ground, uh, and I, I I don't know I may run into a to a, uh, like you said a brick wall and find out that I'm uh, this doesn't happen already for lots of quote unquote good reasons, <laughs> uh, but I'm willing to at least uh, run with it and, and see see if maybe that's not the case and maybe it's just not happening because nobody else has, has decided to carry that torch. So do you want to, are you up for making a smart goal out of it? Uh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, let's see, specific. <laughs> uh, yeah, specific, um, measurable, I think actionable, uh, realistic, time sensitive, time, or time, yeah, sure. something related to time. Yeah. Um, see, we we had a I guess a month between our first and second call. I guess we can go out another month. Um, and let's see. Uh, I could agree to in that time, uh, in between now and our, the next time we meet, uh, reaching out to our HOA and and local government, I guess too, uh, to to ask the questions that need to be asked to determine what steps one needs to take to. To, to bring this here uh, and, and be able to come to you next time with the answers to those questions, not necessarily having uh, having it done by then, but at least have asked the questions of those in positions, presumably to answer those questions. Why is this not happening? And what can, what can we do to change that? 
So that sounds like you'll come in as a problem solver. And, uh, yeah, it sounds, it sounds pretty doable. And it sounds like, uh, so the, the deliverable, I guess, would be that you'd say this is the, these are the, this is either this is impossible because some mess, or if it's possible, then these are the steps we would have to take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. At, one thing that comes to mind that might help is to talk to a couple neighbors first in order to get their views. Yeah, yeah, to, to kind of sort of take the temperature, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So how and do you feel the, about that? Have I have I just imposed on you, or because no, 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 no. Like I said, um, uh, you know, I, I came to this call having already uh, done some research of little, but, but some to begin heading in that direction. And so this, this basically helps hold me accountable to that. So yeah, it was something that I was already heading toward and, and looking at the possibility of, and, and now I have, uh, have a deadline and, and somebody who's going to ask me about it and whether or not I did it. <laughs> yeah. I, I find that public accountability is like, that's what get things, gets things done. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I'm also partly talking to the listeners that I hope that they are thinking to themselves, oh, I, you know, I could do this and, oh, I'll just do, you know, step by step and it doesn't have to be everything at once. And hopefully there, I think there's a lot of people who are going to feel like you, like, oh, there was that thing I could have done or maybe I did take that little step and maybe another step will help. And actually, hopefully, I, I haven't been saying this in podcasts, but, you know, as I'm creating the page, I'm creating a page where people can go and sign up for their own personal challenge. Mm. And hopefully by the time you, this this interview is up, it'll be well known, and like there'll be thousands <laughs> or tens of thousands of people using it already. But ah, so far, right, right. I hope people sign up for it because I want it to be public. You know, I want people mm. to a movement to start. Excellent. Excellent. So I love that the variety of people that I get on the show, such as yourself, like some people, they they've always wanted to do things. Some people they have no idea what they want to do, and I want to get a range of people to a range of people to. Uh, to be guests in order that whoever's listening, sometimes some of the guests will resonate with them and they'll feel like, yeah, I could, I could follow in that person's footsteps. Thank you for being a leader. Well, thank you for uh, challenging me. <laughs> I'm happy to. It's uh, especially when you, when you communicate that you like the results, hmm. I guess to, in, unless there's anything to, that I haven't thought to bring up, uh, is there anything I didn't think to bring up? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. No, I think you, I think you did a great job of, of uh, covering all the bases. All right. So is there any, I'd like to close with, is there any last message for listeners that we, that you'd like to leave with them? I mean, we'll be on again, but so far. Yeah. And I think the, the, probably the, the obvious one is, um, you don't, don't give in to, um, or be a victim of, of how do I want to say this? Let me, let me rephrase that. <laughs> Go beyond, uh, the excuses. Um, when you when you see something um, that could improve your life or your community, and and you're not taking the steps to do that, like I wasn't, don't recognize that we often, as human beings, we 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 put the blame on somebody else for that thing not happening. Like I was doing with, uh, well, why don't we have that you know service here? Why don't? And that was my that was my out. That was my that was how I. You know, I handled the, the any sort of you know, check in my gut about you know why I wasn't you know doing something. <laughs> it's because I that nobody had given me the opportunity to do that. Nobody made it easy for me, and so I think we just need to recognize uh, and be honest with ourselves when when those moments are happening and 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 not fall victim to them. 
I like that message of, of responsibility, personal responsibility, and uh, and action, or uh, what's personal responsibility and enabling, mm. empowering. Mm. I, I can't help but ask another question. Since you're talking about taking responsibility and, and seeing what opportunities you have or what, what, what excuses you're giving, has any of this applied to other places in life? Um, well, I, I think um, in the past, certainly, I, I've, I've benefited um, from, uh, though this specific topic you and I have been talking about, recycling has not been one that's come up in these conversations. I've benefited over the years from having uh, an accountability partner in uh, you know, various areas of life, personal and business and, and mastermind groups and people whose, whose job it is, if you want to call it that, is to make sure that I'm staying true to the things that I uh, care about and, and want to accomplish and you know, holding me accountable to doing those things. Um, and that's, that's something I think more people can benefit from. I know that left on my own, and if I'm the only person holding me accountable, that, that that's often makes it a little bit harder for me personally. And so having those people in those positions in my life the last five, six years um, has has been tremendous for my growth and the growth of uh, my business and uh, professional life and personal life. Uh, and so, you know, sitting here with you and, and talking about some of the things I think that would you know take this further and then being held accountable to that, knowing that I'm going to have to give an account uh, to me, that makes all all the difference. But I also I was also wondering if your action on this challenge has led you to apply to find other areas in life that you might have been not acting or not noticing something or blaming or something like that. Nothing new. There, <laughs> there have been plenty of those in the past, but nothing, nothing, nothing new, thankfully. <laughs> okay. Probably too soon anyway. How do people find you and uh, let's promote your blog and things like that? Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, the best that's how we to, met. So yeah. <laughs> that's right. That, the best place to find me is simply at read to lead podcast.com. Okay, great. And I'll see you again soon. Thanks. As I said, Jeff is pretty calm, but would you agree that he sounds interested, even enthusiastic in this project? Can you hear the difference between acting, doing, and just talking, planning, analyzing? What most people do with environmental things is they just kind of talk around in circles and never actually change their behavior or influence others. He's acting with his neighborhood. That's his choice. If you want to lead in other parts of your life, you can do it there too. People will look up to you. People will trust you. People will defer to you. People will be loyal to you, things like that. And it's that easy to get started. Once you start, things keep going. As you heard, he's going to come on for a third episode. Do similar things at your work and you'll get promoted with friends and you'll get invited and so on. So I'm looking forward to hearing his third time too. Does hearing leaders acting on their values make you think of yours? Nothing will make you feel better than acting on them. Value means better. Acting on your values means improving your life. Committing publicly helps many people and builds community too. If you want, click on Commit to a Personal Challenge to share what you do with this community. You'll be a leader among leaders. We're more than a podcast. We're a movement to share how acting on environmental values means fun, joy, growth, and so on, not sacrifice or deprivation. If you want to join or help, contact me at josh at or at joshuaspodak.com slash podcast. You'll grow as a leader, you'll enjoy yourself, and the world and your communities will thank you for it.